Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. Hey, everybody, and just wanted to take a second before we start today's episode, exciting episode as we have, I believe you already know, theme song throwdown. It is going on. It's going on right now. It's your chance to vote for the finals. That's right. The finals of Theme Song Throwdown. It's Pokemon versus Muppet Babies. That's right, kids. Pokemon beat Star Blazers. Thank the Lord. I couldn't hear from Chan anymore about Star Blazers. It was just, it was getting to be too much, y'all. Trying to drive me to an early grave. My point is, Pokemon versus Muppet Babies is the finals. You can vote on that right now. And I highly suggest that you do so because we, we want a decision. We need an answer. Theme song throwdown champion, Pokemon versus Muppet Babies, voted on by you, the fans, to so go to at G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter. It will be pinned to the top. Check it out and make your voice heard. Enjoy the show. Laverne, let's join the army. You watch her? Where do I sign up? I'm with you. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, Palette Cleansing, once again, as we prepare for season five of Knowing is Half the Podcast, the G.I. Joe recap show, about to do G.I. Joe Extreme, but we had a couple side projects that we had to get on the on the record, as we say, before we get to that. But before we get started, I am Ray Stacanus. There's no amount of cleansing we can do to the palate to get the taste of dick out of our mouth. Deke. Oh, God damn it, Chad. <laughs> God Sorry. damn it. Deep deakings. That's, Deep what, uh, that's what I'm calling my Christmas why, carol. Why, uh, why are you doing callbacks to bits the audience will never hear? <laughs> what is the point of that? They need to know that they're just they're missing out on the real gold. Are we putting that? We put at the end of the show. Is that where we're going with that? I don't think I recorded any of it. So. I think we're better off for it then. Thank you. <laughs> I do think we need to sage sage our computers before we uh start on the next gi joe effort oh boy that's fair yeah maybe an exorcism would be in order (laughs) yeah those last two clip shows they really just beat the hell out of us guys i can't express in strong enough terms is that why is that why we haven't started the next series yet well, no, we're lining up our guest for the first episode still. Okay, so that's, okay. But also there's other stuff we wanted to do because we did we did do a full uh, deep Dickens, as <laughs> Chad said, uh, of, of Deke era G.I. Joe to, to pound it out at the end. Jesus, these analogies. And... <laughs> And so we were we we did so many in a row. Our morale has never been lower than it was at the end of the Legend of Metalhead. So we got to do some of this light, fun stuff to get us get it back fun again, and then do- deep dive back into GI Joe Extreme. Okay, well then I apologize because this uh, this cartoon was um, that's not going to bring anybody's morale up. 
I'll say that. I my morale is high right now. What are you I, talking about? Yeah, I actually I didn't mind this. Oh my god. Here's the thing. We've talked about this a lot, and I don't remember when the last time was that it was, but there was this there was this whole thing that they used to do, which was take adult shows and then turn them into kids' cartoons. And they did the same thing with Mork and Mindy, and then they added like a cute alien dog. And it was abominable. But it's it's you know what you're getting going in. It's not like you're it's not like you're going to a fine dining restaurant and then they like bring you out a McDonald's hamburger. Like you're if you're watching this cartoon, you're going to McDonald's. If you expect a, a like they gave you exactly what I expected. I expected, you know, like, OK, they're going to do something. They always add some sort of weird animal. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think of what the other show was. Well, the other did. one we watched was Happy Days gets the yes. time machine. Uh, yes. And and the and fun. in that they didn't add a cute animal. Didn't they add a cute alien or yeah. something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was but yeah, there's always they always take an adult show and then they're like, add one element that will make kids like it. Either an alien dog, a cute alien, or in this case, a talking pig. What would that look like in today? Because now I'm just thinking my head's spinning. It's just like, what it's like we took the cast of the Big Bang Theory, we put them in caveman times and gave them a snarky cat, right? Is that sort of just what it would be? I would like Mm -mm. to invest in this project. Mm -mm. Please bring me on as a producer. It's 100% going to be a baby T-Rex. Oh, yeah, okay. baby T Rex. Snarky baby T Rex, though, right? Yeah. That goes in caveman with times, Sheldon. also. And the yeah. other crazy thing is, it's like all the actual original cast doing the same voices. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling has beaten this out of me, where I just assumed nobody famous did this. For these shows, they all did it, which is crazy. It's real Laverne, real Shirley, real pig. Real pig. You I know, was unclear. Pig, the, I, I understood about halfway through what was going on with the pig, which is the pig is like is voiced by Squiggy. Oh, was uh, that who voiced actual, the pig? I don't think it was actual Squiggy, but I, no, I saw it was. how I looked what? it up on I look it up on oh, Wikipedia. Wow. It is mm. it is uh it is actual Squiggy. And they named the pig Squealy. So basically okay. they clearly they clearly had they clearly had him. And then they were like, well, wait, we can't just have three adults. Let's make one of them a pig. Yeah. Uh, I, I, why they don't have um, what's his butt, I don't know. Well, this is Horshack. Horshack did the, is Horshack squiggy? No, he is not. Okay. Because it was Christopher Guest and, uh, um, no, Ron uh, Palillo. Ron what? Palillo. I'm I'm looking him up right now. Oh, um, you're right. R- Ron, you're yeah. right. But I mean, if you're a Horseshack, you might as well be Squiggy. Let me just go ahead and start there. Yeah, he's That's a an squig- easy he's, drop. He's a Squiggy type. Uh, but I think he was. But he was doing the Squiggy voice. So clearly, S- Sergeant Squealy is supposed to be. I don't it's know. a Squiggy type. Right. right. And I'm fine with that. Uh, David Lander, I apologize, and Michael McKean, not uh, Christopher Guest. Did you see on on se- the season two adds Frank Welker? Well, because who, well, he has to do. be in every cartoon. It's yes, in, he does. It's in. It's the law. It's the, yes. literally. It's in the Constitution. <laughs> it was the 23rd <laughs> Amendment. Frank Welker must be in every cartoon. But this is like like this. This, other than the fact that it's Laverne and Shirley. Holy shit. I'm sorry. I just scrolled down to the part where Frank Wilker's name pops up 
And the character he plays. Mr. Cool? Is Mr. Cool. Yeah. How <laughs> the fuck? Because, he's, because he was on the season with the Fonz. Yes. So, of course. It, the, of Crossover. Course yeah. Laverne uh, and Shirley and the Fonz. Because I they forgot. shared an hour. They shared an hour together in season two. That dog was called Mr. The alien was called Mr. Cool, wasn't it? Yes. It was. Yes. Oy. That alien I, was. I Mr. managed cool. to scrub it out of my brain for <laughs> several months. But here's the thing: it, the only the only thing wrong with this is that it's Laverne and Shirley. Like, if this was just a random cartoon that was like two people, <laughs> two people on a military base, and their their superior is a talking pig, like that's a kids cartoon. Well, thank goodness that the show Laverne and Shirley <laughs> only has one problem, which is. Laverne and Shirley. Interesting. <laughs> no, I just mean it's 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 in keeping with that whole let's take this, add a little that, and then it's kid stuff. Uh but like if you were pitching a cartoon and you said, okay, there's two people, they join the army only to find their superior is a talking is a super smart talking pig. Super that's smart, a good though. cartoon pitch. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I like I, I think there therein lies the rub for me, because if you have a Jabberjaw, if you have a Scooby Doo, you know, you've got these humans and you've got a talking animal and they're uh, hijinks and Sue fine. But as soon as you bring in real human beings, Laverne and Shirley was a live action show. And then you say that, like, oh, these characters, which, you know, exist in the real world now ha- uh, are in a world with a talking pig unless you started out like uh um the dungeons and dragons cartoon with like and we're sucked into a portal yep. into a world where now a pig can be a uh an army officer then it it get, there's that clash that i i can't get on board okay yeah i get, i mean that makes sense that makes sense and that was honestly how i felt at first because it took me a little while to realize what's going on and even in even in reading the wikipedia entry for for episode number one, where I thought maybe they sort of explained this. It's not, it's not explained. It's just, it's like, like I remember from Mork and Mindy, it was a little bit more like you are, it's already a supernatural, a comedy with a supernatural element where, and also I guess the extra weird layer to me is that this was like Laverne and Shirley joining the army was an episode of Laverne and Shirley. Oh, okay. there was no talking pig and, or anything like that. It's just they, there's well. an episode where they they and I think it might have been even called Laverne and Shirley join the army or something. We're in the army now. Yes. So so basing it off of like an already existing thing when they could have just made it its own thing adds an extra layer of weirdness because there was no talking pig in that original one. And also, the talking pig isn't the only supernatural element of this cartoon. <laughs> it's not. Now, uh, to be fair, now they give us a little preview at the top uh, of here's what you're going to see. Hold today. on, before yes. we even get to this, yes, I scrolled down a little bit more and looked at those episode uh, synopses, and we are so lucky, I guess, <laughs> or you are so lucky because episode two of Jungle Jumpers oh finds them involved, be, uh, stuck between the Zambulu tribe, oh which boy. is not a Uh-oh. thing, and a giant ape. Uh-huh. So that's a lot of fun. I Scroll assume... down to uh, Tokyo Ho-Ho. Laverne <laughs> and Shirley are off to Tokyo for a special mission. Uh, Meanie Genie, I'm sure they're going to treat the Arabic people with respect. Um, 
The early 80s were known for treating people from the Mideast with decency. Uh, yeah. I-, I will say, I always assume that you look for the worst or craziest episodes, Chan. So the fact that you just stumbled upon this one randomly mm. is very weird. Well, to be fair, I had been looking for this uh, show for a while, and I could not find any good copies of it. And randomly, I saw that um, uh, someone had posted several episodes on YouTube. I was like, oh, dang. I'll take yeah, advantage. Take it. Take advantage. You know what? I, I actually was wondering... Uh, because there are, there were quite a few, like it, at least in my in my YouTube, there were quite a few episodes in the right hand side, and yeah. and the fact that it was produced by Hanna Barbera and Paramount Television, I wonder if the fact that like Paramount is going into their vault for everything for Paramount Plus, that made me wonder if the timing, if that's what the timing is. Interesting. Okay. Like if they were unearthed by someone and someone was just like, oh fuck it, I'll I'll upload these. It might be that uh, they're not uh, coming out because there is too much problematic content. Yeah, I was going to say, if I was involved in the Laverne and Shirley Trust, I would not let these see the light of day (laughs) for the sake of everyone involved. Most specifically, Frank Welker. (laughs) 23rd Amendment. So... Uh, it opens up with it. Here's what you're going to see today. And I'm already my first thing. Oh, first off, the name of the episode is too many cooks, too many cooks, too many cooks. I haven't seen that in forever. Just oh, real quick. It's great. <laughs> I pulled up. I was looking at just the, you know, that little animated GIF that they show as a preview of a YouTube clip. Uh-huh. Uh, I pulled up Tokyo Ho-Ho just looking oh, at that, man. at that preview and oh, bullet dodged. <laughs> Bullet fucking. We apparently got to come back well, to this Well, I know show. what I'm going to be watching tonight in my free fun time to relax. Yes. During this time <laughs> where uh, a lot of focus being placed on uh, uh, violence against Asian Americans, we should definitely bring up this and uh, have people watch it. Is that that's good not a way plan. to join people back together again, Chan? In your good, estimation, good idea. Okay, great. Well, there it is. Uh, in All fact, right, let's just now. let's just watch that episode and just do that one instead. No, <laughs> too many cooks is the name of the episode. I, my first comment is, "What the fuck is happening?" Because initially, I'm like, "Okay, this is going to be weird," and it opens up with, "Here's what you're going to see," and I see a, a shrink ray, I see a, a talking pig. Uh, obviously, <laughs> the army's involved, and then we get into. And then we get into the theme song, which not, has all of the above, a pig, but it also has King Kong. It has aliens. And I'm just like, what the hell have we gotten ourselves into? And how can we turn this show into a Laverne and Shirley in the army podcast? Yeah, uh, I, I, the, the, the fact that they showed everything that was going to happen in the episode was a really weird choice. That's a thing that they used to do. I want to say it was in the seventies is when they peaked at it. Is it because um, they thought kids were real dumb? Maybe, or that might just be just like a a something that other uh, TV shows did. As a matter of course, I, I wonder because I'm wondering because there are only like three channels and kids, you know, kind of suck. So I could totally see where they were trying to get the kid like, hey, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. And they just sort of just tell you right out the gate. So that way they don't just click over to the other channel and disappear. Uh, okay okay but yeah and i guess i guess kids aren't 
kids don't care about spoilers. Like no, kids aren't forget. kids aren't going into a rage every Friday after someone posts a WandaVision picture to be like, you know, some of us uh have to be up early and I'm totally that person, so I'm making fun of myself. Uh, <laughs> But but yeah, kids, I guess, don't care about spoilers, but it's it's really weird that they show everything that happens. Yeah, I might even say like for a kid, maybe it'd be fun when you see the things. So that way, when the thing happens later in the show, you can be like, oh, no, it's a thing I saw. Yeah, and you feel yeah, excited about yeah it, you know? you're right. You're right. So that's how they got small. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's a deal. Every time I saw something from the opening, I just grabbed my cat Timo and I just started shouting. There's the thing. That's the thing they did. <laughs> so I get it. I get it, kids. Oh, someone needs to take that poor cat away from you. How dare you? <laughs> don't, don't you, don't you dare? <laughs> Not after what I just spent to keep him alive. <laughs> <laughs> so we open up. We're, we're at Camp Fillmore. And Laverne and Shirley are painting the flagpole above the above like one of the gates or something. And their pig friend comes over. Well, pig friend, he's their superior officer. He's like the squad leader of their brigade, I suppose. And they are privates near as I can tell. And he just comes over and just starts berating them. And, you put and, too much and, thought into into their rank in this. For I think for a lot cartoon, about ranks in the military shows. <laughs> Me yeah. and Buzz Dixon are the only two people who care. Okay. Oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, during during the theme song when it's revealed that they joined the army, they only sign their first names, so I don't think that's legally binding. Interesting. Well, they could walk off anytime they wanted to, but uh, they didn't. They don't that's for true. reasons. That's true. For reasons. Uh, well, yeah, they love the army. It's it makes sense. Maybe they're you know about to get kicked out of their apartment in Milwaukee. I'm going to say, to be honest, uh, they like if you said to me, hey, you know, you're going to join the army, but you're not really going to be doing anything. And your superior officer is going to be an intelligent talking pig. And at some point you're going to go and and pretend to be food examiners that are like taste testing food. I would be like, sign me the fuck up. Yeah, that's how you get you. That's how we get Gina overseas to fight the enemy. <laughs> yeah, adorable talking animals and uh, lying so I could eat food. Uh, and and let's so they end up spilling paint all over the pig, and then they collapse the thing and they fall on the pig. And I'm just like, this pig's gonna take a lot of abuse in this show, isn't he? And but it occurred kind to of me, a jerk. So you don't feel bad for him. He's oh, a jerk. Squeaky's a, Squeaky's an asshole. I actually got Squealy. the vibe. Get his name Who right. Who gives a shit? Uh, I, <laughs> but no, I, that is the dynamic, though, and it totally makes sense that they, you know, like, uh, they were able to transport basically wholesale the chemistry of uh, or the dynamics from their original show. Like, yeah, let's get the uh, uh, the guy who's a jerk but can't actually do anything to them, you know, and make him the superior officer and all that. And like, uh, well, that's what I didn't understand because, well, one, uh, Squealy gives off a big time brainy Smurf energy. Yeah. Like he's basically the same character. If you put Brainy's for those of you at home who did not see this, Brainy Smurf that you remember from the Smurfs, this is who he is. He's always threatening them. I'm gonna go tell instead of Papa Smurf. In this case, it's like Lieutenant Wheeler or whatever the heck it is. And uh, and and Sergeant he's Slaughter. always Sergeant Slaughter. I wish it was Sergeant. That's a different show entirely. It was Sergeant something, and I kept wanting yeah. to write Sergeant Slaughter every time. Uh, it's fine. Sergeant Turnbuckle. Sergeant That's, Turnbuckle. I mean, honestly, it might as well be. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And so. And, but the other thing about it is um, they are complete assholes to their superior officer. And my limited understanding of the army is that does not fly. Well, I mean, honestly, to Gina's point, 
it's possible that like they're just there on friggin' vacation. They haven't signed anything, and there's the the pig has no power over them. Like maybe maybe the army just had a talking pig, didn't know what to do with it, and they're like, uh, I don't know, just tell tell him that he's uh the boss of these two, and like get all three of them out of our hair. Man, and Sergeant Turnbuckle, you got to figure he's just like whatever pig, deal with I- it. I get the impression that he, yeah, is is Sergeant Turnbuckle Godot in this situation? Like, do we never see him? Uh, he, he he has a voice actor, so my understanding oh, is he, well, he does show up at some point. Interesting. Okay. He seems superfluous. Yeah, I, I thought it was like I thought it was like a Vera from Cheers bit, or a like he's always threatening to call him, but he's never actually there. Yeah. It's it's like what if uh, it's like Kramer on Seinfeld? You know, you never see him on the show. Uh, you only have people Ray. talking about him. Mm. And what's that? I think you've had one too many head injuries today. I, I, to be fair, I've had a lot today. <laughs> so jumping forward, we learned that they have a new chef on hand, and he is one of the top chefs, which kind of made me happy. Uh, so he's a guy who won Top Chef in 1980. Yeah, no, this and checks out. One, and he's a big brute of a man. And they go into uh, see what's going on with this guy and be like amateur tasters or whatever they say, inspectors of food. And the thing that really impressed me was the way they animated it, the way he cut bread. I don't know if y'all noticed this. Yeah. But there was a giant loaf of French bread on the table, and he was just like chopping it like a banana. And it uh, was yeah. delightful. I saw that. I was concerned about it. And then later on, I was like, wait a minute. Is that meat? Because no, no, it was it? it was definitely bread, but I just assumed it was real crusty hard bread, and so that's okay. why he was taking a meat cleaver to it. Well, we also learned he's very strong. He's a very strong, brutish man, so perhaps there's just a lot of power behind this because he well, does some strength feats in this episode. Here's the thing. I think that bread would have to be hard and crusty because I'm pretty sure it was going to be the base for uh, wiener schnitzel noodles. Interesting. Okay. So... Mm, Wait a minute. That's that's not how they make Wiener Schnitzel is just breaded meat. No, Wiener, Wiener Schnitzel is uh, no Chan. You get some wieners, you get some schnitzel, you mash them together with <laughs> he, some hard tack. He literally bread. says that there's no wieners in Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah, well, not the way he makes it. He's you know he's obviously he's a spy and not a chef. Chan, come on, get it right. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure saying... there's noodles involved in wien- in Wiener Schnitzel. What am I thinking of? Stroganoff. Uh, you're thinking of Derviner Schnitzel. <laughs> uh, here's the deal: Derviner Schnitzel is my jam. Uh, I will get a mustard and sauerkraut dog all day long. I guess I'm. I guess I'm thinking of. I guess yeah. I'm thinking of no, something with the, noodles. Wiener Schnitzel is a hot dog, but Schnitzel <laughs> is like a German potato dish, if I remember this correctly. No, uh, I think Chan is right. Schnitzel is a meat. Yeah, schnitzel is. Is yeah. like a breaded meat. Wait a minute. What am but I thinking I, of? I'm thinking of like a stroganoff or I'm thinking of kugel. Maybe. Oh, you know, I'm thinking of kugel. I'm thinking of noodle kugel. Yeah. Uh, Wiener schnitzel uh, sometimes, uh, is, uh, is a type of schnitzel made of a thin breaded pan fried veal cutlet. It is one of the best known specialties of Viennese culture and one of the national dishes of Austria. I'm not oh, down I'm with thinking, veal. You know what? Not down with veal. Guys, I was thinking of spetzel. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Spetzel is a type of pasta made with fresh eggs. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The, the, I guess not the, potatoes, the... but I was sort of right. It looks like it. They look like little. <laughs> no, nokies, you're thinking of like. a knish, I think. Why am I the only one here who understands European cuisine? I I got 
90% of those right. I know what a Kanish is. I know what I know what Kugel is. I know what uh, noodles are. I mean, I don't know what any of those things are. So, you know, and I watch a lot of Top Chef. Great job. Uh, so, okay. So uh, the, he introduces the idea of the shrink ray into the episode. And his plan is, is he's a spy, but apparently still also a great chef or a very good at faking being a great chef. It's never quite said because we don't really see him make anything other than laundry water on the stove, which is a little weird. Ugh, gross. Uh, no, it's he... not laundry water. It's dish so It's dish water. Oh, I thought it was laundry water. Oh, well. Why would you think it was laundry water? Because that's how I do my laundry. Ugh, Gross. Are you sure? Because I wrote here laundry. I feel. I'm pretty sure he says that's dishwater. Chan, we need a sound poll. Uh, oh, <laughs> dear God. Do you For real? That, For do, you, settle this. do you do your laundry in the same pot, bucket of water that you do your dishes? Because that's uh, first not off, sanitary. I don't do my dishes in a bucket of water. I do them in the bathtub, Gina. <laughs> don't be weird. Thank you. Uh, okay. No, I call it dishwater. <laughs> Thank okay, well, you. I wrote, I wrote laundry. Guys, maybe I have had too many hits to the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the deal. As if there was ever any doubt whenever me and Gina disagree, but Gina was right. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, I, you'd think I just accepted at this point, but I'm very obstinate. <laughs> um so we, uh, he's going to shrink the joint. Okay, guys, I need help with this plan. Okay? Much <laughs> like many Deke era Cobra plans. I don't know. I have a feeling you're going to get at least 10% of this wrong, but go Probably. on. The plan is the joint chiefs of staff are showing up at this base and he is a great chef who's going to make a great meal for the joint chiefs. The joint chiefs are going to be invited into the kitchen afterwards where he's going to shrink them with his shrink ray. And then once he has them shrunk, America has to give up to the terrorists. Yes. Yeah, that's that's about right. The joint chiefs could just be replaced, but instead Mm. all of America will concede. Yeah, wait, you're, you're, so if you were in charge of a a country, let's just say, and someone was like, hey, we shrank, we shrank your allies, we shrank a bunch of dudes, we shrank them, your, your solution is, I mean, I'll just hire some new ones, fuck those little guys, just step on them. Guys, if, if we're going to call this not a country, but say a podcast, and my two podcast partners were shrunk to six inches high each <laughs> and then abducted. Yes, I would just get hire new people. Oh, yeah, you would record luck. this yourself. Good luck finding yeah. two suckers to to well, watch shitty G.I. Joe series for my five understanding years. Is I would just get uh, Dean Ippolito and Egon Clark Chan. I just figured that chemistry is probably very, very good. <laughs> Hope you enjoy getting punched in the balls repeatedly. Like, I don't get that all the day here already. <laughs> uh, he's got us, Gina. I'm pretty sure we're superfluous <laughs> at this point. Please, if I didn't have you two on the show, no one would listen. I'm a thousand percent sure of that. Dear Lord. I, oh, wait, are you saying if not for us, you would 100% be like a weird incel or something? But because we actually listen to your bullshit, you haven't become an incel? You know, I'm not going to say that's not wrong or not right. <laughs> uh, listen, we all grow. I believe I was trying to make that point earlier. We're all growing. Because if you're not growing, what are you doing, guys? Showing. Thank you. Oh. 
Moving forward, the, so we got the plan right. They're gonna—that's how America is gonna be held helpless. Laverne and Shirley bust in as the inspectors of food. Uh, they talk about Wiener Schnitzel, and they, he demands to see their IDs because he's had enough of their bullshit. They don't have them. They try to bullshit him some more, so he cuts they, they, the table. First of in all, half. they're faking it. Ray is just blowing by the, fa- the fact that they're faking it. We know they're not inspectors. They're Laverne and Shirley. Uh, look, yeah. we don't. There, there's a talking pig in this cartoon. They could realistically be food inspectors. I mean, okay, fair enough. I'm just saying for the listeners, they're faking it because they want free food from a good chef, which yes. is very on brand for me. That's yeah, right. Their their gimmick is that they're always hungry and wanting to eat, which is. Uh, honestly, kind of refreshing because that is not a uh, a thing you see in female characters like ever. No, no, that was a big thing back then because they're always hungry because they're constantly on a diet. Like if you wa- if you watch a lot of seventies uh, and eighties uh, things, it's it's the reason that they're always hungry is because they're always like sort of dieting. Oh, that's uh, creepy and weird. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's the case with Laverne and Shirley, but it is. It is a lot of like if you watch like Golden Girls, like so. F- there's a running gag about not that she's on a diet, but Sophia is always eating. Okay, right, because she's yeah, because she's an immigrant. Well, she's Sicilian, so and and as wow. I as I can Ouch say, Anne. I am a quarter Sicilian, and we are always hungry. Four years of the Donald Trump era in this country, and Chan has turned on immigrants, accusing them of eating. Wow. You, you think you know a guy. I might have to cut that part out, to be honest with you. That was too much. But yeah, this was, this was if I remember correctly, they were, they were constantly eating, but then also talking about like how they wanted to diet. Hmm. I mean, fair right. enough. I mean, it's, again, true to me. Uh, you- yeah, <laughs> I look forward to the episode of the unicorn in season three when Walton Goggins poses as a food inspector <laughs> <laughs> and sneaks his way into Top Chef. Huh? That's yeah, I just wrote I, that. I just I, wrote that just now. Then I Tom Colicchio s- shrinks him. I yeah. steal all of my uh, TV ideas from crappy 70s and 80s cartoons because I mean, no one's going to remember. Nope. Mm-hmm. And when they do, it'll be like that think piece on Cracked 20 years from now. It's like. TV shows by Gina Ippolito that bear a striking resemblance to crappy 70s and 80s cartoons. Oh, God. Is this going to be like a Dan Schneider, like, look at all the feet he puts in his in his shows type of thing? Oh. I, I just think they're going to think it was accidental. So it's going to be like seven times Gina Ippolito TV oh, shows. Oh, okay, good. Aped a 70s so, cartoon. So I'm not being outed for anything here. It's just, it's just a coincidence. We reached out to Gina Ippolito and she did not comment. <laughs> that's also brand, weird so. that uh you would make dan schneider the uh, person that you're comparing yourself to that's yeah, kind of it was off yeah favorable. you know what i let that no. pass i shouldn't have uh, feet feet <laughs> is not the worst thing that he's done so no but it was the first thing that people were like hey it's weird that he likes feet oh there's more <laughs> like, oh dear <laughs> but there's always more though it's hollywood <laughs> uh-oh quentin tarantino better uh better watch out that i guess uh Listen, I was once uh, 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 driving a gig job and I was driving up in the hills of Hollywood and I swear to God, running on the wrong side of the road uh, in a tracksuit was Quentin Tarantino as I was driving by Lost and I almost hit him with my car. (laughs) And unfortunately, this was before Once a Time in Hollywood came out and I'm still looking back wondering if I made the right decision by avoiding him. Wait, you didn't like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No one did. What? It was like nominated for an Oscar. Nobody liked it, Gina. You're crazy. This is no. 
Just because you didn't like it doesn't mean nobody liked it. I've actually never seen it, so I, I have nothing. What? To do with it. It's I just, good. He just he just doesn't make good movies, so I don't even bother anymore. Oh, you're a crazy person. <laughs> he is a crazy person. He is also not wrong. You guys don't like Kill Bill? Thank What's you. wrong with you? It's not a good movie. No, Kill Bill is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, Kill, Bill, Kill Bill has some good cinematography and action, but it's not a good movie. You're crazy. Okay, well, now we're fighting. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you, you hate the cinematography and action in Kill Bill, Chan? <laughs> See, I just turned it around. See, that's how that's called. That's called work in the argument. <laughs> anyway, this isn't why people don't listen to us. Did I don't know why people anyway. My yeah, no one knows. No one knows. G.I. <laughs> Joe will return after these messages. Here's Screech, the exciting new game that you play in the dark. Screech says, look for a spider. Have you got the spider? The cagey old owl lights up the glowing answer. Snakes and bats and skulls and spiders are in the magical eyes of Screech. It's fun to play in the dark. Now, back to G.I. Joe. There's a big chase. And... And, uh, okay, so we end up getting shrunk. Uh, Shirley gets shrunk, and she ends up falling into a grate in the kitchen and then ends up in a in a tube outside the building in a puddle. Not of the sewers. She ends up in, like, the uh, the gutters and, and falls through a pipe into a puddle. So that's that. Yeah, go on. Do you think we're going <laughs> to we're gonna critique this? No, well, that's <laughs> like it's great. A, it's a gutter. It's a, she's, she gets splashed by water. That's... <laughs> We can move on from that, Ray. Why? Why you gotta stop? And make a big deal like about we this. We were gonna. We were gonna start talking about Dan Schneider and feet and and <laughs> I don't know what and Kill Bill again. I don't know. Maybe he saw like a a real tiny woman and was like, "Oh, Dan Schneider must be into this." <laughs> I mean, probably is. Yeah, probably. That'd be fair. So the the pig is very very dumb, uh, and the pig says, "I've got two weekend passes for both you, Laverne and Shirley, but I need to give them both to you. But if Shirley's a wall and we can't find her because she's shrunk, I guess you guys don't get the passes, which is probably not wrong, but still a little weird." Laverne could just be like, "I'm gonna go give it to Shirley." Here's the thing: we're 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 making the pig out to be the bad guy, but clearly these women cannot follow rules and should not be in the military that is correct yes 100 <laughs> percent. so he's he's kind of right that he's like fucking with them a little bit because yeah, they he, are they are going to get their entire squad killed is what i think he's 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 in the same way that jeffrey jones the principal in ferris bueller's day off is never wrong <laughs> at any point in that movie really no. You still he's still the bad guy of the movie. And also speaking of creepers. Yeah, I was gonna say, did, <laughs> didn't he didn't he do some stuff? <laughs> Listen, stack him up. Just, all the creepers, you're on notice. This is the episode we take you down. <laughs> a timely takedown of all these people. A timely takedown of a 15 plus year old story of Jeffrey Jones. Stay tuned, though. Great movie. I'll go ahead and put that out there. Oh, I love wow. Stay Tuned. Love Stay Tuned. John Ritter. I mean, John Ritter's amazing. I love movie. Hmm. That movie's a great parody movie, Chan. Uh, it really paved the way for all those terrible Wayans Brothers movies. Uh, maybe that's not a good thing, but it really, uh, in an era when not enough parody movies were being made, 
this was one of them, and I thought it paid off. Now, if I watched it again now, it would probably come off not very well, so I choose not to. But it was this very is, fun for its time. I would totally watch it again. I love it. Uh, but this is this is one of my main problems with not having TV, with just having streaming services, because that is exactly the type of movie that I would be like, I would be flipping through random channels on a random day, and it would be on, and I would just leave it on. And there are so many movies that I will never seek out to watch on streaming services, but that I would leave on. Like Soap Dish has been on 900 times ah. on my very limited Samsung smart TV channel. And so I've had, I think I've watched it like a total of like five times while cleaning just because I left it on that channel and it keeps coming back to it. Love it. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal. Yes. Yes, to all the above. Uh, I we have all kinds of those. Anytime uh, I've seen the Lord of the Rings movies now. Not that they're not great movies, and you shouldn't seek them out. You but should. I've probably seek seen them yeah. ten times more than I would have just because they were on. Yeah, I, same with Mean Girls. Like, I, like yeah. I love Mean Girls, and it's a great movie, and I would seek it out. But it it used to constantly be on TBS and TNT, and like I would just leave it on. So I've probably it, seen so it eight hundred times. You don't use Pluto TV. You just leave your your uh streaming whatever with your PlayStation just on a random ass channel and watch Soap Dish over and over? Uh well it's not it's not my my game system. It's it's the smart TV comes with built-in channels. There you go. I see. So at, at, you know and there's like there's like one channel that just plays my favorite Martian and another that plays a lot of Silk Stockings. Isn't it awesome? Right. I'm not mad at either of those channels. And no. then there's like a Vivo music stations like 10 of those at the end. But I usually leave it on CBSN, just CBS News all day long. What but a sometimes, company worker. Like on Sundays <laughs> or something, the CBSN like news stories are usually kind of boring. So I'll flip around a little bit and and you know, it's either my favorite Martian silk stockings or soap dish. I don't get that many channels on my smart TV. You know, I, I realized yeah. how much do you spend a month on streaming oh, services? Don't answer. Don't answer. Uh, it's on don't my answer. business account, so who knows? Right, but you have you have the world at your fingertips. And you're I just watching I prefer soap to I prefer to uh, leave it up to the gods what's going what? to be on TV, and I like seeing commercials. Then why not just plug in an antenna and watch over the air? I don't know how that works. I am a very low effort watcher. That's that's fair. You but don't know how TV has worked for the last. <laughs> 80 years. Listen. I mean, look, here's the thing. I kind of want to get cable again, even though I know I would I would not. It's pointless because I do have a lot of streaming services, but I just like I like the lottery. I like playing the lottery of what the hell's going to be on now. I've I've seen a lot of Rocco's Modern Life. There's a channel that plays some some Nickelodeon cartoons. I know, I know every channel you're talking about because I think we have the same brand of TV. <laughs> yeah, it's a Samsung <laughs> smart TV. Yeah, see, I, I hear I, the thing is with Gina, you could plug something in or we could have something already built into your TV when you press the button to turn it on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have a bunch of stuff connected to it and I have all of the streaming services. I could put on something else. I just like the I just like not knowing what's going on. And also, it's kind of fun knowing like you only have this many channels and you've got to pick the best thing out of these not great options. Gina, you would have loved living in the 70s and 80s. What? Yes, I did enjoy living in the 80s. 
Why are you trying to recreate the shittiest parts of watching TV? <laughs> you know what else is great? Wait, first when so commercials happen. Good. <laughs> really so- long commercial breaks. And then you can learn about products <laughs> you, that you didn't otherwise know about. It's amazing, yeah. guys. Look, Soap Dish is good. She's having a baby comes on a lot. <laughs> I have nothing against any of these individual films. I can't imagine wanting to watch it more than once in a lifetime. Well, I'm not sitting down and watching it. It's background I, that I put on while I'm doing other stuff, while I'm checking email, while I'm feeding the cats, while I'm cleaning, while I'm working out. It's background. Guys, I think we're bearing the lead on Stay Tuned. So Stay Tuned was a comedy <laughs> movie from the None 90s, early 90s. And John Ritter and I want to say Pam Dauber get sucked into a Everyone satanic television set. what it is. And I don't think anybody remembers this movie, but, but <laughs> no, us. No, everyone not, knows it. Okay, new poll. After you go vote in the theme song throwdown, <laughs> do you remember the movie? Stay tuned. That's going to be on there uh, afterwards. So go check our Twitter. It's really fun. They anymore. get stuck in like different types of shows. Yes. And it's great. Yeah. And it's uh, satanic versions. Comedy Satan, though. Not like scary Satan. But yeah. satanic versions of all he's like in, famed shows of the eighties and nineties. Every version of Satan, comedy Satan. It Let's really be honest. It really is. No, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, the, and they have a remote control, and they have to like live through the the TV show long enough to find the big wall of static, so they can jump into the wall of static and go to the next show in a quantum leap type scenario, where yeah. eventually they land on the channel that sends them home. Yeah, it's it's great. I want to watch it's it right great. now. I want to watch it right now. Hopefully my Samsung TV is playing it on a random Look, channel. I'm going to say it right now. For all our patrons on patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast, if it's on Netflix, Netflix party with knowing is half the podcast, we watch Stay Tuned. Chan will have seen it for the first time. Uh, first time ever he's even heard of what? this movie. God damn it. Chan has, has obviously, if he doesn't love it, he's clearly never seen it. I've seen it. I am a huge John Ritter fan. Back in the day, I definitely watched. I watched more Three's Company than all y'all's combined. That's probably true. Uh, I don't doubt that for a second. I did watch Stay Tuned in theaters. He was also also really good in that one episode of Buffy. Where spoiler alert, it turns out he's a robot from like like a kind of sexist robot. We were going to do that episode next. Okay, we've we've not talked about this show enough. Let's get back on track here. So they find immediately. So I thought there was going to be a lot of quirkiness of just like, oh, we have to find Shirley, and then they just don't find each other, and Shirley's like trying to reach out to them, but they can't hear her, and all this other fun stuff. No, five seconds later, Shirley just shows up in the doorway, and Laverne's like, "Hey, Shirley, you're six inches tall." She's like, "Yes, we got to go get that chef." So they do a really weird thing for espionage, where they hide Shirley on the shelf behind the salt shaker. And then just stand behind the shelf. So really, there was no reason to hide Shirley anywhere because they could hear the chef the entire time anyway. A, uh, yeah, that's true. But you don't get the cool visual of a small person surrounded by big things, which is the whole reason Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was a hit. Okay, fair. Great movie, too, by the way. Let's also, also do a Netflix also, watch. You know what? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what's a good movie? Switching channels. Which okay. I oftentimes get confused with the other one because it's a similar title, but not at all the same plot, but it did have Superman in it. Oh, well, if you have Superman in it, you know, you don't get Brandon Routh in every movie. Oh my God. I'm going to kill you. I mean, real Superman, Christopher Reeve. I'm not familiar. Switching channels. Real Superman. You mean George Reeves? 
Yeah, George Reeves, <laughs> more like. Thank you. Also, Burt Reynolds is in it. Kathleen Turner. Look, Ned anytime Bailey? you can get Smokey, the guy from Deliverance, and V.I. Warshawski in a movie. You did not just call Ned Beatty the guy from Deliverance. Is he not yeah, the guy from did. Deliverance? Yeah, Do you is. remember his character name? I thought it was Squeal Like a Pig Guy. So I was trying to give him a break here and just call him the guy from Deliverance. Is that the only thing you know Ned Beatty from? Come on now, Squeal. Oh, all right. Man. That's all, right. all anybody knows Ned Beatty from. What are we talking about? Here's the thing. I just real quick uh, uh, typed in Google to see what uh, comes up. Uh, Ned Beatty, American actor. Correct. Uh-huh. Ned Beatty, Wikipedia. Ned Beatty, Deliverance. Mm-hmm. Ned Beatty, Rango. So either Rango. you recognize him from being raped in Deliverance oh, or you recognize him from the 2011 Johnny Depp animated vehicle, Rango. He's in so much stuff. I know. I have no doubt that Ned Beatty works. Okay, listen. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. But if you were to walk on the street and say, hey, what, what was Ned Beatty in? Nine out of ten people are going to tell you deliverance and the f- 10th person is going to somehow say rango no someone is going to say superman too no one's going to say that someone is going to say superman and superman too why would they say that when they could say superman one superman and superman two otis they're going to say oh he was in that one episode of law and order so anyway my point is we're all we're on imdb right now so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying everyone should watch uh, Switching Channels. It's also a delightful movie. Also a movie that I would leave on if USA happened to be playing it. Man. <laughs> Double I mean, if we're talking channel switching shows, you got Amazon Women on the Moon. There's, uh, um, oh, dang, I've already forgotten the. Uh, um, There's an episode of Supernatural that does it really well. Kentucky Fried Movie. I was about to say Kentucky Fried Movie, but I couldn't remember if they used that gimmick. Uh, UHF. Come on, let's get there. UHF, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. Our heroes want to arrest Bruno the chef. And and he says, how are you going to do that? And they're like, we hadn't thought this all the way through. So he just starts chasing them after, you know, chopping the, you know, the table in half, or whatever. And they do an interesting animation thing because yes. they clearly didn't want to animate Bruno running. <laughs> So you're with me, Gina. And so they just have our heroes running in their standard run animation and two flailing arms come (laughs) off the side of the screen, chasing them for a good 10 seconds. Yeah, it was it was very weird and very noticeable. And it's just (laughs) it's just his two arms are thrust forward. The rest of him is cut off. And then it's just the arms going up and down as if he's running. And it could not have been more evident that one of they were at some point like, uh, don't bother animating it. Like animating running is really hard. Don't do it. <laughs> they did a lot of making him Frankenstein. Like he oh. literally would go raw, hold out his arms stiff in front of him and then just walk towards them when he was chasing them. That's fair. Look, I, I don't that. know a lot about Russians. But I do know that they are all exactly like Frankenstein. That's true. That's true. I, I have Russian heritage in me, and that's why I am part Frankenstein. <laughs> It'll come as a surprise to no one. Also, I will say there's there's one guy, one Russian. I'm not sure like really what he is, but it seems like he might be a real chef. He's just also loyal to Mother Russia. Or else he's like an elite assassin. But is one guy against a tiny woman, a military pig, and a, and a regular-sized military woman, 
and they don't even try anything. No. Like, well, are no, you telling me, what's that pig trained for? He's well, a that pig, pig is only like one foot six. So it's yeah, not like he's a he's military got pig. You'd think he'd have a gun. I don't know. You know, call me crazy. But he has a clipboard. And the bit of him constantly pulling. Oh, no, the manual. I'm sorry. He has the. I love this bit. Do you guys pick this? <laughs> he, every, he keeps pulling out the army manual to, like, tell them either that they're doing things wrong or to find out the next course of action because everything is in his, like, starter manual. And I thought that was a funny, funny bit. I actually really liked that, and it, br- it added to his character and added to this show. Uh, I, I – but also that uh, – yes, the fact that he has that manual means he made it through basic training. Yes, so there was a lot of climbing over walls and under barbed wire. You're telling me he can't take down Whoa. one Russian chef? No, not, not a Frankenstein Russian chef. Under barbed wire is easy when you're one foot six. I mean, truthfully, uh, the climbing over walls thing. Pigs are good climbers, right? They get into trees a lot. Okay. That's a, that's a thing. I think Ray's being sarcastic, Gina. Okay. Could be right. Look, Jam, you tell me if I'm being sarcastic based on the ver- veracity of my statement. <laughs> What Some does other your people. Army manual say about this situation? It says. Yeah, that's super Horshack. That was funny. Yeah. Okay, so they all get caught. They all get shrunk, and he shoves them in a sugar bowl, and they escape by pulling on a what a spider's a spider thread. Yeah. Yeah. And and basically they're they're climbing the spider thread, and Laverne and Shirley are like yo, what's up with this spider? Uh, how did you even get the spider thread in here? And the pig basically turns to him and is like, don't worry about that. And I was just like, no, I would like to know, uh, pig, because this is actually your inspired moment of the show where you display your competence, much like Sunbow era Cobra, quite frankly. He shows that while he might be goofy, he can't figure some shit out from time to time. And I appreciated that about this character. I don't want him full on incompetent. Yeah, uh, I agree. That'd be nice, but I don't think that is the case. He got him out of the sugar bowl. Look, he had one moment of pride in this episode, and it was one more that I thought they were going to give him. Yeah, I I agree because he before he did the he did the uh, oh let's stack these up. I'm going to steal this woman's idea thing. Yeah, uh, it didn't work. So yeah, I had the same thought of oh that was smart. He found a string. Who cares that it turned out to belong to a spider? It did the job. Did the job. And so they, they escape, they get chased by a cat, which was a fun little moment, which I guess that's kind of like in any honey, I shrunk the kids scenario. There has to be a point when you're menaced by like an ordinary small animal, right? Like that's just like, you have to do that bit. Like that's, a yeah, thing. it's, it's, they, they, they befriend an ant, but yeah, there's, there's, and then they have to like dodge the dog nose. There's a lot of animal stuff in honey. I shrunk the kids. Yeah. Uh, I did not care for this cat bit because. There were no stakes. They go running from the cat. They slam the door. They take a break to rest. And then they're like, and now the cat will run into this door in three, two, one. That wasn't great. Like the cat was a mile and a half away when they (laughs) would have started chasing him. And then it didn't it didn't even stop, even though the door was closed like an hour before they made it there. They're on the bus, like driving over. Doors already closed, and it was like, ah, bam. <laughs> I did not care for the timing of that. Timing was bad. Well, th- okay, so they're looking for a phone, and they find a rotary phone. Now, kids at home, a rotary phone hmm. is, is, it's a shitty phone. Let's just start there. It's a landline. 
and it has a big ass dial, which is real useless. They apparently didn't invent push buttons until well into the eighties, uh, unfortunately. So they have this shitty ass rotary phone. Now the thing about rotary phones that you need to be aware of is if you are a millennial or Gen Z, there's a very real chance a boomer ass boomer is going to put one in front of you and be like, I'll we'll order pizza. As soon as you learn how to dial this phone. <laughs> And then you uh, won't know because it's a shitty ass rotary phone. They probably don't even remember how to use a, a rotary phone. Do phone lines accept pulse uh, anymore? <laughs> I would have to assume so. Because they still do tone, but I don't know that uh, anything's equipped over the pulse. Interesting. Here's the deal. I'll plug mine in. I mean, look, I don't have one. What are you talking about? Landlines, nerd. Moving uh, forward. <laughs> now, I was very upset about this rotary phone bit. Because they're trying to work the dial on the rotary phone, but they're not very strong. Okay, I'm fine with that. But why do we get an image of them both pulling the rotary dial in different directions? They, they've they been in the army. They should be more synchronous than this. That really upset me. Uh, you're, you're giving them way too much credit. It's almost like you don't know what this show is. I mean, look, I know what this show is, but look, I would just like them to, t- after he, after the pig climbs the spider web to get out of the sugar cubes, I was hoping competence would be back on the menu. Uh, I would rather have seen them dial the number and then this, nobody believes them or their voice is too high pitched or whatever. Cause yeah, that doesn't make a sense. It's weird. And this is where I got the immediate question because the joint chiefs of staff show up. They're now at the base. Great. And my thought is, how exactly is Bruno going to, A, get the Joint Chiefs into his shrink ray, which is basically, like, stationary, and you have to make a very specific opportunity to walk under it as opposed to around it like any normal human would. And then once he shrinks them to six inches tall each, he's having trouble keeping track of a pig and Laverne and Shirley. How would these military-trained generals of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, like, how would they not you know get over on him i I just have i have problems with this plan chan i just have problems Mm -hmm. it's just not Um, holding up for me no no uh i i'm gonna have to disagree with you there okay uh because there is only one problem with this show and it is laverne and shirley (laughs) okay interesting so now uh, to be fair they they're generally i like their chemistry on this show can i say that they're like <laughs> yeah. working together and back and forth and like the the, the comedy is not very good it's very it's very kind of hack jokes and lots of just people insulting each other and we just call it comedy How, which is kind of what you did you, in the 70s and 80s this is a legit question have you never watched laverne and shirley I've seen Laverne and Shirley, but it's been a long time. Okay, okay, because it's 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 they're great. It's a good show. It's exactly what you're describing, though. It's a lot of it's it's them working together, but then insulting. That's what Lenny and Squiggy are there for, and and uh, this is a aged down version of that sort of comedy. And 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 that's to- I, they, it's of its era. It's totally fine. I just replacing jokes with insults doesn't work for me in the year 2021, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Is that fair? No, I like like insulting people in a funny way. Gina's mean. (laughs) We learned which one of us is mean. And it somehow, shockingly, wasn't Chan. I'm shocked too, guys. I'm angry. I'm not mean. There's a difference. Okay. Nope. I get it. 
moving forward. Okay, so they, they, they end up trying to pull the dial of the rotary. No, this whole thing works absolutely nowhere. They end up catapulting themselves, I believe using the rotary, onto a wedding cake, and then they pretend to be the topper, which I'm like, that's okay. That's an acceptable bit. Yeah. That was cute. At which point, uh, Bruno uh, decides to pull his own uh, Brian Malarkey on this last season of Top Chef and tries to put Laverne Shirley and the pig into the ice cream machine. Yeah, I, listen... There's a lot of good cartoon food in this. There's a turkey, there's a cake, there's ice cream, and I'm into all of it. Right. And the but your this ice cream was not was not appealing though. This Look, was like what's left at the bottom of that giant tub of ice cream your grandma had in her in her in her open freezer, right? Look, when you're that small, it doesn't matter if it's the dregs. It's all going to be good. Okay. No, no, it's not. Because uh, I believe what that flavor was is Tutti Frutti. And as a child, even I, who loved ice cream, would not eat Tutti Frutti. Oh, see, I, I was thinking maybe it was bubble gum, which I was real into. Oh, if it was Superman ice cream, now I'm back on board. I really like bubble gum ice cream. Oh, excuse me. This is the part where they use the spider web to crawl out, not the sugar cubes from earlier. So yeah, the sugar I got cubes, they totally stack wrong. one on top of the other. They stack them and then yeah. they get out. Okay, there we go. So this is the spider web. It's a good moment. We get the pig back some confidence. They they get themselves onto the chef hat. And I, I don't know how Bruno doesn't notice them there, especially when they start shouting at the Joint Chiefs at the dinner and the Joint Chiefs can't hear them. How does Bruno not hear them? He's been communicating with them this whole time from greater distances than his own head. Uh, to, uh, uh, paraphrase uh, the great sage, don't worry about that. Okay. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. I, I, that part confused me. Here we go. Now we're in the final end game. Uh, they jump off, they get themselves unshrunk, uh, back to full size. They shrink Bruno. Uh, they do a little bit with the pig where the pig is like, okay, Laverne and Shirley, uh, I unshrunk, you know, you have to unshrink me. And they're like, well, what are you going to do for us? I, and I, I enjoyed this. Fun. I thought it was fun. Yep. And and so the, the end result is Bruno gets taken into custody. Laverne and Shirley get their weekend passes. So literally the thing I'm going he has to do for you is what he was supposed to already do anyway. You are literally just getting your obligation, uh, which is a little shitty. Um, and, then, and then the piggy has to do KP duty. He has to clean the kitchen and work kitchen patrol. And that's not desirable in the army, as we all know. The end. The end. I didn't hate what, it. What, Gina? You didn't hate it. What What did you like about this? Look, there's cartoon food. There's cartoon yeah. animals. There's a cat. There's a talking pig. Uh, and, and you know, the the basic premise of either, either like, two people and go into the military and their superior is a smart talking pig or the basic premise of, like, good guys try to overcome a bad guy who has a shrinking ray and there's a lot of chase sequences, which feels like it could be a very Scooby-Doo type of thing. All okay. of that works. I feel that this is, I would almost say that this show and this episode in particular was one set of washboard abs away from catching a Gina bingo. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Chan, what did you think of Laverne and Shirley in the army? Hated it. <laughs> oh my god! You're gonna... uh, 
You're doing it in living color now? Or are we just going for a full early <laughs> 90s bonanza on this show? I do not understand where that came from. That is not a thing that even back then I used to do. Um, but uh, yeah, there it is. I wanted to make the little snapping motions too. and uh, It's catchy. It, it's problematic. Like I- now but it's catchy <laughs> i understand what they were doing and um i mean i will say that uh it only went uh for 21 episodes it got the 13 on the front and then the two in season two when they were splitting it with the fawns uh clearly it didn't hit real hard so i don't feel too bad uh about shitting on it it is definitely of its time but um uh phew. It just it just really grates at so many points. Really, I you know I we've watched many considerably worse things on this show yes. that are far less creative than Laverne and Shirley in the army. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I I look, I didn't love it nor hate it, but I'm much closer to Gina on this than I am you, Chan. Look, I, I would to be say clear, that I generally I didn't, I didn't it was love fine. it. To be clear, I just said I didn't I didn't hate it. Gina, ten stars Here's- out of ten. She would put it in the Cartoon Hall of Fame Mount Rushmore. <laughs> the other thing about this is that I had problems with G.I. Joe because it was basically selling the army. Interesting. Uh, it, was, it was like, hey, it's, it's fun to go off and murder people. And this is that times 10. This it's does not make worse. the military look appealing in the yeah, slightest. Did, this uh, is, this is two people who are very clearly trying to shirk their duties at all times. Which you can do. So, like, if you're a shirker, you're like, hey, this looks like the place for me. I can wander into the kitchen and eat food. There's a talking pig that I can throw paint on. Like, what's not to love about the army? It is a little bit like that's a, that's a reach, in my opinion. I don't th- I don't think there's any military glorification in this. I think it's very clear that that Laverne and Shirley hate being there and hate doing work and hate doing all of this. I would I would say it's as much glorifying the military as the character of shipwreck did. <laughs> I mean, if there was anybody that could get me to join the army, it was going to be <laughs> shipwreck. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> And, and that is Laverne and Shirley in the Army. Y'all, what a fun time we had. Laverne and Shirley in the Army. I believe in, in one more week, is that right? Look, we're either doing one more palate cleansing episode. I forget how this all maps out. No, uh, the next episode we're going to do uh, is G.I. Joe Extreme with a very special guest that we had to wrangle. So uh, unless something goes horribly wrong, next this is the last episode of season four. And we're going to have the beginning of season five, which is where we're going to finish theme song throwdown and start G.I. Joe Extreme next week. So I hope you have enjoyed this back to back palate cleanser of Plastic Man and Laverne and Shirley in the Army, because we got some more G.I. Joe adjacent programming to do. Yay. Chen, you seem less than enthused. I know when you signed up for this show, you thought it was only going to be like 20 G.I. Joe episodes <laughs> in existence total. <laughs> but now you now you just got to keep going. You're pot committed at this point. <laughs> this is that Richard Bachman book, and I'm just like, I can't stop or I'll get shot. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, to be fair, we did promise you a free car at the end of the run of this show. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do I get Say, one? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Do I get a free cartoon cake? Fudgy the whale? Yes. I will take a fudgy the whale cake. And you I know what? At the conclusion of this show, <laughs> we're going to get you a fudgy the whale. Okay, look. Oh, I will get yes. you a fudgy the whale. Okay, it's it's this is legally binding. 
No, you I'm doing said it. it on a podcast, so it's legally binding. I am getting. I am kidding. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna Gene. I'm gonna get you a fudgy the whale cake. Chan, I'm gonna get you a Garfield. I hate Mondays T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, w- w- by the time we're done. Uh, you can share that fudge of the whale cake with Egon, who will be turning 18. And, you know, I don't know. You can put him in your sex dungeon or something. I don't care. Wow. Once he turns 18, I'm done with we, him. We, well, we just took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for visiting with us. You can always give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. We would appreciate that. If we still look, we say it every year. If we can get to 85 reviews... Chan will shave his head and be Dr. Mindbender. I know we've been saying it for four years now. It's still true, and we still need to get to 85 reviews, <laughs> which is kind of sad. There's way more than 85 people that listen to this show. Come I've on. done the numbers. I Come know on. that there's plenty of people that are listening right now that have not done it. Y'all, this week, let's get us to 85 or five-star reviews, and because we deserve it, quite frankly, and we and we have earned it. We've Wait, been on the air long we, enough. Don't we only have like 10? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're like 10 short right now or something in that ballpark. Okay. So we can do we can do 10, 11, 12, whatever it is. We can do that many in a week. If, if, if y'all who have not done it yet, just go do it. Just do it. I don't even care. Just do it. Okay. Go to Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can check out our Facebook group and communicate it that way. But the big way we like to talk is on Twitter at G.I. Joe podcast is the name of the Twitter account. You can also do Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Patrons just got stickers and magnets. Y'all. They just got stickers and magnets from us. Yeah. And, sh- and it, show us those pics. Tweet, tweet we at want us. More. We pics. know y'all got them. Unless Chan only stuck one in the mail, figuring <laughs> we wouldn't follow up any further. <laughs> Who's most likely to put this online? He's the only person I'm sending it to. <laughs> it is very much on the table, to be fair. But I, I want to see more. I see some more pictures of magnets and stickers and what have you. And and just thank you very much for being a part of the show on patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You really have helped us improve greatly and do some of the things we would not have otherwise been able to do. And we want to keep sending you things. So do that. Uh, otherwise, you can hit us up individually on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And that is our show. Go vote in theme song Throwdown. Good night. A commanding pig? Join the army, you said. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films.